This is episode 209 of the Coaching for Pastors podcast. Hey, my friend, happy Tuesday. I won't tell you who said this, but if they're listening, they'll know who they are. Somebody said in my presence that January sucks. It's just like the worst month. Somebody else said, it's Monday. It's Monday. Mondays are terrible days. And then somebody else said that January is the Monday of months. I thought, well, that's interesting. Like, Monday is so bad that January is the Monday of months. There were some other negative things said. So I want to talk to you about eight ways to maintain a positive pastoral outlook in a negative world. We Let's face it, all the media will share the negative. We, we all know that. That's, that is so out front and out in the open now. We know that. And it almost doesn't matter what form of media. They're going to share negative. They're going to share shocking. They're going to share outlandish. And they're going to share stuff that, that doesn't bring joy to your heart. You want to maintain a positive outlook as a pastor, even if you're a pessimist. There are ways to do it if you're a pessimist. I'm in my family, I'm the optimist, the outgoing person. My wife is more of the introvert, the pessimistic person. Together we like to think that we have a good balance. And she helps me to see things in reality when I'm pie in the sky, and I help her to see sometimes the more positive outlook on things. But, you know, we're all like either positive or negative by nature. But I think there are ways to maintain a positive outlook, even if you're going through a tough situation, even if you're a pessimist. Number one, give your church family to God, whether it's 10, 100, 1,000 people. Just decide, God, these are your people. Moses remembered that. He figured that out a long time ago. God, these are your people. I'm a shepherd. I'm a caretaker. I'm somebody who comes and and I love them. I want to care for them. But God, ultimately, they're your people. And I am not going to carry the burden and the weight of people's eternal souls, the part that you, God, are supposed to carry. So give your church family to God. Number two, diligently guard your heart. You're, now, we see this in back in the uh, uh, poetic writings, guarding the heart, but it really means today our eyes, our mind, our attention, our time. We got to ask ourselves, you know, what do we watch? What are we watching? What are we reading? What are we listening to? Who are we listening to? Who are we spending time with? Because there's just so much media input that we could just constantly have coming into our head. And we really have to be diligent about guarding what comes in through our eyes, through our ears through our time and attention. So let's pay attention to that. Number three, who are the people you hang out with and partner with? Ask that question. Who are they? You've got to look at the people that you spend the most time with. And if you look at these people and you say, man, they're, they're kind of downers, then you don't have to wonder for very long why you're having a difficult time maintaining a positive outlook. You, you have to be diligent about the people that you're hanging out with. Don't hang out with downers. Don't hang out with people who drain the life out of you. Now, I've only got eight things, and some of them are going to be redundant. They're purposely redundant because they're so important. Number four, 
manage priorities in your life. What is a priority in your life? If it's sleeping, if it's exercise, if it's prayer and meditation, if it's scripture reading, if it's Bible study, if it's a small group of people that you hang out with regularly, whatever the priority is in your life, if it's time management, family, relationships, manage those priorities. Because when we're doing the things that are most important to us, that raises and elevates our mood. We're happy with ourselves. We're happy because we're no, we know that we're doing what's most important to us, and it'll give us the outcomes that are most important. So manage the priorities in your life, number four. Number five, laugh on purpose. Who laughs a lot? Hang out with them. Look for joyful people. You know, seek fun and funny and laughter, but but seek joy more. Purposely laugh by hanging out with people who just laugh a lot. It's important to laugh. And you know, studies have shown that the older people get, the less time they spend in laughter. That's true. The older they get, the less time they spend in laughter, unless, unless they're purposeful about it unless they decide that laughter really is good medicine and that we're going to hang out with people who laugh a lot. Have you ever noticed some people, you could probably think of some people right now that you can never remember seeing them laugh. Maybe you've never seen them laugh, certainly not a a hearty belly laugh. And yet there are other people that They've always got a smile on their face. They're always laughing. They're always happy about something. Hang out with those people. Number six, get out of your rut. You need to get new routines. You need to try new things. You need to do experiments. We all get into ruts. And the problem is sometimes we don't recognize that we're in a rut until we're so deep that it's pretty difficult to get out of. So just change up your routines. And number seven kind of grows out of this number six of getting out of your rut. Number seven, vary your life. Vary your life. Live out your priorities. Just do it differently. Live out your priorities differently. Change things up, like when you pray, who you pray with, how you rest, who you have fun with. The types of conversations you have will find ourselves falling into a rut of having the same kinds of conversations with the same kinds of people at the same time of the day in the same part of the week and going in the same direction. Change that up. Change up the books that you read. Change up the music that you listen to. Change up the movies that you watch. Learn biblical truth and ministry philosophies that you've never studied before. Vary your life. It'll bring you joy because when we learn new things, when we, when we experience discovery, there's a joy and there's a life-giving aspect to that. And then number eight, this is somewhat redundant, spend time with people who fill you up, people who make you laugh, people who teach you new things, and spend time with people, people who like you and people who encourage you, and stay away from those who who faithfully drain the life out of you like it's their job. Stay away from people like that. You know, you can drop in and come down for a special mission with them to, to give something good to them, but, 
but don't hang out. Don't camp out with them. Don't go camping on the weekend with them. They're just going to drain the life out of you. Spend time with people who fill you up. So let me review quickly. Give your church family to God. Diligently guard what comes into your heart. Find out the people that you hang out with and who, who you partner with if they're the right people. Manage the priorities in your life. Purposefully laugh and hang out with people who have joy. Get out of your ruts. Try new things. Vary your life. Do things differently. And spend time with people who fill you up. I love to spend time with my friend Johnny. Some of you have listened who have listened to us on our 200 Churches podcast, especially in the past when we lived right around the corner from each other, spent a lot of time together, recorded a lot of episodes together. I just love spending time with him. A couple weeks ago, I drove two hours north, and we spent the better part of the day together. It just gives me life spending time with somebody who's excited about life all the way up to visit with him. I was on the phone with my friend Rob. Rob and I have been friends since college and just life-giving relationship. These are the kinds of people that I need to be intentional about spending my time with. And it's, it's fantastic when I do. Pastor, I hope that you will look at 2023 and say, it's going to be a great year. Because it is. It's going to be a great year. And I hope that you'll walk into it with a very positive outlook. God bless you, Pastor. Thank you for doing what you do. And I'll catch up with you tomorrow on the Coaching for Pastors podcast.